Hello, you're listening to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. This is Flashbulb Memories. I am the host of the show, Kenny Horn. I am joined this week by a very, very close family friend, my mother's best friend, in fact, Sandy Muldoon. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Kenny. I'm happy to have you here. It's, it's weird because like lately I've been having family friends and everybody on, and it's interesting seeing like how that relates to my family. Can you tell us about yourself, your music tastes, everything? Sure. I have a very eclectic music taste. Um, most of most of my memories growing up definitely steeped in classic rock. My father was a huge influence in my life in music, and that was that was his favorite type of music. He was in the music business when I was growing up, and it's kind of how I bonded with my father and my family has uh, always been through classic rock. It's great when I get somebody who kind of grew up around it when it wasn't classic rock, it was just rock, because I, I have a problem historically on the show where people bring on music that's kind of too new. It, it, it sorts itself out if I have somebody who grew up with it, because really a lot of memories are suited to what you grew up with, I've noticed. Absolutely. Yeah. So we are really just going to get right into it. Our first three, get a little bit of a heavier taste. First one, Guns and Roses. <laughs>
Van Halen Unchained, before that Magic Carpet Ride by Steppenwolf, and before that one, Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. I'm joined on the show this week by Sandy Muldoon, a very close family friend. Sandy, can you tell me about your memory with Sweet Child of Mine? Absolutely. It reminds me of 1988 and graduating high school. And what's interesting about that song is, as I told you before, you know, my father's music was my music and what we now refer to as classic rock. That year is probably where it switched from my music, which was, you know, now still classic rock, how many years later, separated my music from his music, which would have been the 60s and 70s stuff. Um, but it reminds me of hopping in a pickup truck on a Friday in 1988, and we would all go up to my father's farm um, in Quarryville, Pennsylvania. Very little supervision and lots of fun, but that's that's what that reminds me of. And he would tell us to turn down that music, you kids. Funny how those two things go hand in hand. <laughs> Very little supervision <laughs> and lots of fun. That's really funny. Can you tell me about Magic Carpet Ride? I know that relates to my mother. It does relate to your mother because when your mother and I were getting to know each other, we met when we were 19. So it's not like we grew up together and, you know, as a friendship develops, you know, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite this? And mine was, I told her was Magic Carpet Ride. <clears throat> and at that point, it started really coming up here and there in life, you know, as, as our friendship grew. And I remember one time it started playing super fast because we had cassettes and the cassette was playing super fast and it, it, it actually sounded good to the point where we were able to dance to it. So it's a real funny memory that, that your mother and I have together. And then years and years later, when we were in our early 30s, we went on this epic trip to uh, New Orleans together. Wait, what? And we went to this bar. We went to New Orleans together. I did you not know born. this. Well, it was before you were born. You said it was just a 30s. fun trip. I was born when she was 30. Um, oh, yeah. It was not long before you were born. I'm going to get in trouble on this show now. Um, <laughs> but we went, to, we went to a bar in New Orleans. And maybe I'm wrong on the year. We might have been 29 and you know, around there. I was about to turn 30, I believe. And your mother and I are only uh, only a month apart. But um, we went to this bar and there was this cover band and they played this epic version of uh, Magic Carpet Ride. And even your mother liked it a lot. And ever since then, whenever I hear the song, I think of that last night we're in New Orleans together and uh, this band played this great version of it. I have to ask her about that. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I wasn't supposed to mention it. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Before she had you, don't worry. Oh, that's that's awesome. Can you tell me about your memory with Unchained? Unchained. Okay, that reminds me going back a little bit more in time to uh, 1985 when I was 15, and I was with my very first boyfriend, Vinny. And Vinny was 17 and Vinny had a car. And since I was 15, that was a huge deal. But it wasn't just any car. It was a 69 uh, Camaro. It was white and all the fenders were a different color primer and it had a big hood scoop on it, even though he didn't have a blower. It was just for appearance, but it was jacked up in the back. So it was kind of like a muscle car. And we used to cruise on the avenue. And it was at a time where Z100 announced on the radio that Ridge Road and Kearney Ave were the, was one of the best cruising spots in the state. And we wound up so overrun with cars cruising in traffic that they instituted a no cruising law. You couldn't pass a checkpoint more than three times, like in an hour. But we used to cruise up and down the avenue blasting Van Halen um, from, his, uh, from his Camaro. And he had, of course, he had a huge radio system with subwoofers and I remember this song in particular sounding good on that stereo system. I feel like the feeling of 
blasting Van Halen and cruising down a car kind of goes really hand in hand. It really does. And yeah. at that time, you know, the radios used to pull them out of the dashboards so that people wouldn't steal them. It was, I believe it was a Bose, uh, Bose radio. And um, the louder your radio and the louder your subwoofers and whatnot, the better. That, a lot that song still was think, perfect for it. Yeah, a <laughs> lot of people still say that same thing with the subwoofers and all that. We are going to move on to our next set of music. Our next set, it is it's two female artists, two very different songs, but that's my relation, both female. <laughs> Yeah. 
show today is Sandy Muldoon. Sandy, can you tell me about your memory with One Way or Another? Well, that's a big one, actually. They, I was a planned uh, C-section, and they asked me what station I wanted to hear on Pandora while he was being born, and I picked, you know, classic rock station, of course. And while they were delivering him, uh, this is the song that was on One Way or Another. And he lost oxygen shortly after he was born, and he was significantly disabled. And all of the things that they told me he wouldn't be or couldn't do, he's he's done them all. He is 10 now. And as you know, because you know him, he is all there. He's intelligent. He has some communication issues and he talks with an iPad, but they told me he wouldn't walk. They told me he, you know, wouldn't know people and, and stuff like that. And none of that's true. He knows all his people. He's smart. And uh, he's come a real long way and his future looks bright. So he was born to a song that just kind of became his anthem. I find this song to be a very funny song to give birth to a child to. It was different. It was that different, was my first you know. impression. <laughs> like my, I had my dad on, and he was telling me about how Riley was born to "Carefree Highway" by Gordon Whitefoot. I'm like, okay, that's that's kind of sweet, but this that's kind of sweet. This is about no, Blondie pet, chasing no. someone down. Absolutely. And then after after he was out um, and they were cleaning stuff up, um, it was um, ACDC. So, yeah, it's I picked the rock station on Pandora. 
hilarious. Oh, I find it so funny. But it's, really it's nice. his anthem. It's that's, his anthem. One way or another, he gets it done. That's great. And it <laughs> hit the title of the song even relates to how he has been throughout his life in Absolutely. achieving things that people thought were impossible. Yep. Wound up perfect. Yeah. Brand New Key. That's a song I've always associated with my mother. And you obviously do too. Can you please tell me about it? Yes. Sure. Well, as you know, your father was a DJ in Molly's. Um, in DJ Baby H. I just came up with that now. That's right. That's right. And uh, when your mom met your father, you know, started dating, which was ironically right after we got back from New Orleans, just to put that in a time frame, um, he would he had a knack for your mother wasn't huge in the music, really, but he had a knack for always finding the songs that that she liked. And one of the things I always found touching is they stayed together all these years. I mean, you know, a pretty long time. And, um, you know, it's just nice, even now, how many years later, to see um, your father just play that song and your mother lights up and looks at him. So that's what that reminds me of. I apologize, my dog is barking. That's all right. It's funny because for years, like for a very long time, I have heard this song. And obviously, like I said, I've always associated it with her, but I never knew the title and never thought to ask. And this is the first time I actually have ever seen the title. Well, you know what the key is, right? It, it's like a latchkey kid, right? Well, the key, you used to have to have a key to operate your roller skates. I was you way couldn't off. just put them on and roll away. Yeah. So a brand skates? new key. So she had a pair of roller skates and he had a brand new key. So he was able to help her out with her roller skates. So that's why it's also a perfect song for a couple. It's actually low key about stalking too, but we won't go into that part. No, of course not. No, just the, <laughs> the sweet voice singing about couples. We're gonna move on to our next two songs. These both memories. The the songs not too similar, but the memories it all kind of makes sense. First one is Rambling Man. <laughs>
Before that, Random Man by the Allman Brothers Band. My guest this week on Flashball Memories is Sandy Muldoon, very close family friend. Sandy, can you please tell me about your memory with Random Man? Absolutely. Uh, my parents were divorced in 1974, and I was four years old. And my father left pretty much to be in the music business. And in the ensuing years, I really didn't get to see him very often the way you typically would when your parents divorced. I wouldn't see him for months and months at a time. And he always kept in touch and told me all his stories about being on the road. He was a road manager for a band Horse Lips from Ireland. And he met a lot of interesting people. And on the summers, he would take me on the road with him. Uh, to go tour with these bands and whatnot. And he declared that Ramblin' Man was our song when we hit the road. And it kind of became, you know, our song, my dad and I. And then recently, I guess last November, my father actually passed away from COVID. And we were all on Zoom with him. And I played this song. And he was pretty close to passing, but I played this song. I thought it would be a really touching moment. And he raised his hand and he made like the cut sign and it was too loud and it was too much for him. And so it, it really didn't have its poignant intended impact. But 
it gave me an idea of what to say, you know, on social media about his passing. I said, you know, there's always going to be that one last time your father tells you and the other kids, cut it out, keep it down, lower that music. So, um, but that will always be me and my dad's song, Ramblin' Man. That's a really good point. And, you know, we were talking about it much earlier in the show. I think it was Sweet Child of Mine, where yeah. your dad would tell you to cut it, you know, cut, cut it, make it quieter. Lower that, that music. You call that music? Yeah. Yeah, and my father and I are only 17 years apart, but you know, there is still, you know, and then when I guess when he was passing away, he really didn't want to hear loud music over the Zoom, but you know, it, it definitely didn't have the effect that I hoped it would, but it did give me some ideas about what to say. Even then, I'm sure passing. he very, very much appreciated it. Can you tell me about <laughs> your memory with I Love Rock and Roll? Yeah, this one's pretty, pretty much short and silly. Um, I guess Ooh, this those was are my favorite ones short and silly this was popular when I guess I was about 11 or 12 and my little sister was born when I was nine before that was an only child and I had you know a portable radio boombox we all did at that age and every time I would play this song my sister who was a reasonably serious child would be compelled to run throw on her Wonder, Room, Wonder Woman underoos and only people of a certain age will remember what underoos were and no dance on the coffee table to I love rock and roll. You're gonna have to look them up. Underoos. They were all the rage. It's basically superhero underwear. I'm I'm looking it up right after this. <laughs> I just realized now I made a mistake. Ah oh, no, I meant to put I meant to put this and another song together. Oh. Well, that's all right because our next break, we're gonna be playing it playing the song that I meant to play. First one though, is come get your love.
God only knows before that Neil Diamond's Shiloh and before that in my opinion the greatest one hit wonder of all time come and get your love by Redbone. Sandy Muldoon is my guest for this week on a flashbulb memories. Sandy please tell me about Redbone. Sure um, again it's another one basically about your family. Um, it's an old song I have a lot of memories of going down the shore when I was little and hearing that on AM radio but when your brother Jeremy was born uh, you know, Jeremy was a really special kid and he touched a lot of people. He was very sweet and just adorable. And you were too. Don't worry. You were too. Um, I was thinking, I was like, every time, <laughs> but every time this song would come on, I mean, starting from when he could walk, I mean, when he's about two, he would just go into this rocking thing and he would drop whatever he was doing and just start rocking the whole time this song was on. And he had kind of such an influence on people in his life that random adults, even when he wasn't around, would hear this song and they would do the Jeremy to it. So what? this went from being, yeah, every, to this day, when I hear the song, I have to do a couple step rocking steps like that, like he used to do when he was a toddler. So as much as it was like a popular song in the seventies, when I was growing up, it became, you know, Jeremy's song once uh, Jeremy kind of uh, adopted it. As his yeah, own. that's, that's really funny. My, my mom, she says that we each have a song of our own, and this is what she says is Jeremy's. Riley's is what I said before. It's Carefree Highway. Mine, do you have any idea what mine is? I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry to say I don't know it's what a, yours It's okay. Is. I'm sure my mom showed you because I used to do it, but it was, uh, it was Coconut by Harry Nilsson. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Put the lime in the coconut. I remember Put the now. lime in the coconut, and then I would run around yeah. the kitchen table doing laps. That is right. I forgot about that. I am so sorry. I don't care. I, there's there's <laughs> a lot of kids in my family. There's a lot of kids. <laughs> That's really funny though. Do with do the Jeremy. I I love that. He do the Jeremy. Name. Yeah. Do the Jeremy. This is really weird to me too because he's not really a fan of music at all. And he loved this song when he was a toddler. He would drop whatever he was doing. Maybe it's like a Pavlovian thing. Maybe do you think if I like walk into his room <laughs> right now and play, he'll just start rocking. I think he'll react, yeah. He'll react. Well, he'll definitely react. He'll probably tell me to get out. But that's besides the point. Can you tell me about Shiloh? Sure. Shiloh, um, 
my, as I said before, my parents were divorced in 1974 and my father was huge into Led Zeppelin, the Stones and whatnot. And my mother loved Neil Diamond and my father hated Neil Diamond and she never got to play her albums. He was just playing his albums. And um, when we got our own place after she and my father split, it was Neil Diamond all the time every morning that's what we woke up to and this song Shiloh particularly me being a child I listened to the words and it it, it wound up being one of my favorites once I realized that Neil Diamond is not that bad and to this day I still like him but this song wound up grabbing my attention as a child because it's about a, a lonely boy with an imaginary friend named Shiloh I didn't pick up on that that's pretty sad it is yeah, that's that is that is really sad. <laughs> it's so not remember, sweet, Caroline. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you remember before when I said I accidentally played two songs together? I didn't mean to. Yes. I meant to play that with Ramblin' Man because I was thinking one thing about one parent, another about the other. That would have made so much sense. It still stitches together. Yeah, would have made sense. I could say. My excuse, <laughs> my excuse is uh, this is a college station. I'm learning. That's the excuse I'm going to use. It's also funny because <laughs> my dad's mom was also bearing to Neil Diamond. Yes, I remember that. You remember that? Remember How? That. You you weren't there. I, no, but I remember I remember your father talking about it because I've talked about my mother being into Neil Diamond. And it seems that I mean Neil Diamond is definitely for I would say for a period of time, maybe not now, but definitely a chick artist. Definitely a what? It's art? all the older women you chick artists and women. Chick, you know, women and who is the women that Chick artist. Women always love Neil Diamond. Interesting. I can't recall. I can't recall any male friends growing up that were Neil Diamond fans. Maybe closeted, but now that we're all in our fifties and we don't care anymore, there's plenty of people who like Neil Diamond. They just didn't want to say it before. Back when Guns and Roses was popular. Wasn't ABBA one of those bands? A closeted band. Yeah, yeah. ABBA's another chick band. Not too many guys had ABBA eight tracks. Can you tell me about <laughs> your last memory? I put this one last because you told me it was your favorite. God only knows. It is my favorite. It is my favorite. And it's it's not as like profound as the other memories. But um, again, as a child, I used to go to there was a family that lived on my block and I was friends with um, with the little girl, Linny. And we used to go to Long Beach Island um, every summer. Her family would get a house and go for the whole summer. And I would go for two weeks of that summer. I wouldn't go for the whole summer. And her mother, again, you know, her parents were divorced and my parents were divorced. And in the 70s, it wasn't as common of a thing as it is these days. So it's kind of a bond we had, but her mother worked full time. So she would come down just for two weeks as well. And then she would bring me back to town in her car, but she would leave it like five in the morning to avoid the traffic. And she had to keep the windows way down because she didn't want to fall asleep. And she'd give me a blanket in the back and between the cold air and she was a huge Beach Boys fan. So she used to play the whole Beach Boys album. You know, it's a long ride back. It's like a two hour ride back from Long Beach Island. And the words to this song always really touched me because, you know, it sounds like at first I may not always love you. And then it kind of contradicts it with a, you know, something so definite that it means that of course I'll always love you. And I just thought it was like really clever the way they switched the lyrics around like that. And later on, when I started having my own children, all three of them had colic, which is something I hope you never experience if you become a parent. It's basically where baby screams for no reason starting at 7 p.m. And with all three of them, the melody and just the tone of this song calmed all three of them down. So I would play this over and over and over again until, uh, until they'd fall asleep at about 11. But hmm. when I tried to think of a soothing song, this was the first thing that popped into my mind. 
it's interesting because when you told me about this before the show you mentioned that you just mentioned the thing about when you were a kid but it's yes. how years later it came on to your kids as well yes all when i thought of, of dark and comfort yeah all three of them it's the first thing that popped into my mind and i think you know the the melody of the beat boys is is it's very unique and it's it's you know it's very soothing they do have a very unique melody oh absolutely yeah, I think this is actually the first time they've been played on the show, actually. I'm like a lot of people 90... forget about them. Like they were like an you know, like a niche thing, but they 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 were really influential for a lot of artists. I know I know the Beatles have, have named the Beach Boys with their instrumentation as being one of their biggest influences for songs like I Am the Walrus. Yeah. So it's yeah, definitely they're... a very interesting band. Yeah, and Pet Sounds, that's known as one of the greatest albums ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, I just checked. This is the first I time they've too. ever been played. That's really funny because they're like one of those perennial classic rock bands. They've also been around <laughs> forever. Anyway, thank you, Sandy, so much for doing the show with me. I had a great thank time. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this was me too. a lot of fun. Once again, thank you. You have been listening to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. Next week, I will be back with a new guest and an all-new list of music. Goodbye, and I will talk to you then.